welcome to the Horns Up Half Hour, Cedar Hill ISD's podcast about scholars, staff, and community. Our guests will be individuals from the district and the community. This podcast is for anyone interested in expanding their knowledge of all things CHISD. All right, welcome back to the Horns Up Half Hour podcast. This is episode four. We have a great episode for you. We have CHEF, which is the Cedar Hill Education Foundation, and... With us today, we have the uh, Chef Executive Director, Denise Root, and then the Chef Board President, Monica Kinney. So, um, welcome to the podcast. Thank you. Thank you. So, is there anything you would like to tell the listeners um, just about your organization or about yourselves? Uh, about myself, I would say, just it off, that I uh, became involved with the organization in 2016. Um, I am currently the Senior Vice President with Foss Bank, locally here at the Dr. Bolt area. And I've worked closely with Denise Root now for the last four years. And I became involved with Chef, uh, came on as the Executive Director back in September of 2010. Um, I was recruited and applied for the job when it became open and became the first full-time Director of the Education Foundation. And uh, I have thoroughly enjoyed being with the foundation. I have uh, enjoyed watching it grow and make changes. And I was very excited to bring uh, Monica on back in 2016. We met each other at a chamber event, and I recruited her. Yes, yes, you did. (laughs) And it's been an awesome relationship (laughs) since then. So 2010 in September, happy 10-year anniversary with Chef. Thank you. I can't believe I've been here a whole 10 years now. And then now, um, this is something we talked about a few months ago, is there's stronger ties between CHEF and CHISD. I know there was a memorandum of understanding, and um, you're now part of the communications team. So we're teammates in that regard, that you're part of the communications team. Um, so tell me more about the, um, you know, that process that CHEF had uh, forging those ties with CHISD. Well, we've always had a memo of understanding, um, but this year um, with our new superintendent and the growth and the changes going on with the foundation and the district, it was a perfect time to strengthen those ties and the, the district wanted to strengthen the ties, the foundation wanted to strengthen the ties, and we all came together. So it has become a much more integrated uh, memo of understanding, and I'm very excited that I'm part of the communications team. It's very uh, it's been great. It's been fun. It's great to have uh, more district support than we've ever had before and to be able to to head in the direction that the district is going. Because I'm part of the team, we get to see inside a little bit closer, I think, and get to know what the needs are quicker. And as an education foundation, that has always been our goal. We want to be a partner to the district. We want to be able to step in and help supply those needs that maybe the budget doesn't cover. Okay, great. So, like, as far as the, um, as far as helping, you know, the community and the, and the scholars and everything, how does this new uh, partnership, I know there's always been a partnership, but as, as you mentioned, it's a stronger partnership now. How does a stronger partnership help that? Well, in the, in the past, we've uh, always hung our hat on uh, doing grants for classrooms and teachers, Uh, That was how the Education Foundation was established. 
And now, uh, especially during this time of COVID, we've been able to be very flexible and answer and be more responsive to needs. In the spring, when the uh, shutdown order came and students had to go home and their supplies and everything was still in the classrooms and they weren't able to even access that because of the situation we were in, we were asked to and were able to supply a thousand school supply packets for students to help them finish out the spring the spring year. Um, we also funded uh, the backpack uh, backpacks and school supplies for the for the rally that we just had the drive by rally we so just we, had last Saturday. So we braved the heat in order to, and it wasn't like you guys yes, had volunteers. <laughs> you guys yourselves were out there, of course. Monica um, provided lunch for us with um, Chick Fil A, yes. which was all the volunteers, yes. including. Myself were out there, and it was a it was a great experience. Um, and she brought her tent cover too from Frost Bank, which yeah, helps the, us the, to yeah, stand the, under. The the tent cover was huge. That was um, that was really you know helpful. So these um, these kids were able to get school supplies from that. And um, I know you work closely with Alicia Davis, who's um, with yes. family and community engagement. What was that like working with her on this uh, project? Um, it was it was great. It was fun to be able to integrate a little bit closer. Uh, there again, building that relationship so that we're working together rather than uh, family and community engagement working over here and the Education Foundation working separately. We're doing the same things, and there's power in numbers and bringing it together because together we can do more. Okay, great. So I know we talked a little bit about some of the things y'all have done recently, but now um, what are some of the current projects and then maybe some future ones that uh, you're looking at starting? Well, we're currently partnering with the district to provide the hotspots for our families without internet access. Um, we've got a few other initiatives going, such as we also want to focus now on growing out our private donor scholarships, uh, as well as the, while we it's always important for us to remain flexible to the district. So if there's a need that comes up because COVID is ever-evolving, that we want to be responsive and we want to be able to step in and supply that need. Because by tomorrow, the need will change. <laughs> There'll be something new. Exactly. And how have things, you know, since you got here in 2010, how have things grown? What, what have you been able to do to get to where we are today? Oh, um, we have we have done a lot. We uh, we still, like I said, have hung our hats on grants, and we've done probably five, close to five hundred thousand dollars in grants for the classroom and for teachers. Uh, when I first came, there was on the books and in the plan to do scholarships for graduating seniors, but we'd never done that. We introduced those scholarships this year. We were able to provide six one thousand dollars scholarships to some very deserving students, um, and we want to grow that more. We have our first name scholarship for Gina Farmer that we're raising the funds for now. We hope to endow that scholarship for an athlete, so we're very excited about that. And that grew out of the interest, when, when Gina decided to retire, that grew out of the interest of the staff who wanted to honor her and, and the students, so we're very excited about that. Um, we've provided, we've set up a, an orchestra program on a campus. We've done uh, library books. We've done all kinds of uh, different projects just to be in response to the needs of what's going on at the present time. And that's just helped us to grow. So, um, Monica, how long have you been president of the Education Foundation? I've been president now for two years. Uh, prior to that, I served in the capacity of the chair for our development committee. Okay. So, um, 
what so how much how, how much longer is your uh, term for president that's a moving target uh, technically my term expires at the end of the year but there is talk to continue and let me make remain in the role an additional year okay but what um, what are some of the things that you're proud of as in your role as president over the past two years obviously I would definitely say our new memo of understanding uh, being more closely aligned with the district bridging those communications. Uh, I think in the past we did what we were comfortable doing, not necessarily what our district needed us to do. And we're in a much better position now so that the conversations are happening and we are able to meet the district's needs. Okay, great. Um, are most, are a lot of districts, because I know both of you, you know, communicate with um, education foundations and other districts, are most districts set up where there's that close relationship between the district and the um, education foundation? Some have a very tight integrated relationship. Some are much more separate. Um, and I, I work with people that it, it runs the whole gamut. Some are strictly foundation employees. Some are district employees. Uh, the directors, uh, some are housed inside the district. I've seen education foundations that were run out of somebody's home or a separate office. So it, it truly runs the gamut. Oh, okay. Wow, so it's interesting. And then another thing that you guys have kind of upgraded recently was the uh, logo. You have a brand new logo. I think it was designed by Region 10, and I, I know how excited you were when you first yes. saw it. And it debuted during Convocation. convocation. Yes. Yeah, during Convocation. So um, tell me about that new logo and what it means to Chef. Um, well, we've had the same logo since our inception in 2002. It had not changed at all, and it served us well for 18 years. But as we know, everything needs to change and evolve, and especially it, the timing was perfect with our new MOU and our new uh, more closely tied relationship with the district to have a new, to, to rebrand. Yes. Um, and this logo is just incredible. Everybody loved it. Uh, we had some different options, and everyone love this one. The interlocking CH, uh, we feel like that really ties us to the district in a much closer way. Um, and yet there's still, uh, because we had the tree before and there's the, the cedar tree branches down underneath that kind of pay homage to our past. Exactly. So we want to pay homage to our past and to those who went before and helped get us started and yet have a fresh new look that will take us into the future and make us look a little bit closer, what we feel like is a little bit closer to the district. Did you have any thoughts on it, Monica? No, I loved it when I first saw it. Uh, when we were talking Region 10, we said we wanted something similar, but definitely the CH because we want it to be recognizable. Uh, we've been around since 2002. Mm -hmm. However, I think we, it's safe to say there's still quite a few people in our community that don't know about us, and they don't know how to become engaged with the Ed Foundation or even what we provide. So brand recognition was very important. And the logo definitely delivered on that. Okay, great, great. So um, we want to talk a little bit about how y'all became involved with the um, Education Foundation. So I know you said you've been here 10 years, and Monica, you've been here four years. So um, how did you decide to, to come over to Cedar Hill? I know you worked in higher ed and some other things. Yes, I've worked for uh, about 25 years and uh, for two different universities. And I uh, had left uh, the university a few months before this position became open. 
and I wasn't even looking at the time. Um, actually, I was getting married again, and uh, I wasn't looking for a position. This came open. It was local. I was here. I knew some of the people on the board. Uh, I knew a lot of people in the community. I had been so involved because of Northwood University, so I was already well established in the community um, and had uh, a lot of nonprofit year, you know, years of experience. So. It came up, I was asked by one of the board members to throw my hat in the ring, and uh, I did, and it turned out that I was the right person for the job at the time, and the rest is history, as they say. <laughs> so as far as, um, what was it like making that transition from higher ed into, you know, secondary, K-12? Uh, it is definitely a different world. Uh, it's all still education, but uh, it, it is... It's different uh, because you're working. Uh, I don't know exactly how to say all the differences, what they are, but um, but it is. It, working with little ones and raising for a, a school district is different than raising for a university. Um, you're working with different, you're working with the vendors, you're working with the community, you're working with your parents uh, here. When you're at the university level, we were always... Uh, we were working more with alumni, which is something we need to do more here, but uh, that's more engaged there. You're working with uh, uh, different types of donors uh, to the university level. Okay, so uh, Monica, I know you mentioned earlier that y'all met at a um, chamber. Is that Cedar Hill Chamber? Yes. Okay, and then what was it about that conversation and that meeting with Denise that made you say, hey, I want to be part of this education foundation? Well, I met Denise, and she was talking to me about the Education Foundation, and her passion comes through. Her heart is truly engaged when we speak about the district. Uh, in that conversation and in the follow-up conversations to come, she was just like, yeah, this is what we do. This is, this is the perfect time. Um, to say a little bit about me, I've already had two children that have graduated from the district, okay. but I also have a younger child that's still in the district in elementary now, so it was a perfect opportunity for me, since I literally have skin in the game, to be more more involved. Wow, and then how long have you been in the um, Cedar Hill area? I've been in the Cedar Hill area since 2003. Okay, okay. And then um, how long have you been in the um, banking industry? Ooh, that's a much longer story. I've been engaged in uh, financial services for over 20 years. Okay. I started my career at independent financial services that I transitioned into banking, J.P. Morgan Chase. Uh, Frost decided to enter this community five years ago, and they're doing the research. They kept hearing my name, so they decided to recruit me. Okay. So I was part of the team that actually opened the location for the Southern sector. And how does your background in the financial industry um, help with some, you know, the work that you're doing with the Education Foundation? I think it all boils down to relationships. It's all about establishing the relationships, having the open dialogue, uh, being willing to go out and be passionate about what you do and educate folks. So and that's the same thing I do in my day-to-day -day life, my 9 to 5, as I do for the Ed Foundation. So what's been, um, I guess, the biggest strength and the biggest challenge for you guys as you, um, you know, work with the community? Actually, uh, as Monica spoke uh, before, we've been here a long time, but many people still don't know who we are or what we do or understand what, how we 
are engaged with and how we help the district. A lot of our parents don't even understand how we're engaged and how their child may benefit from a grant we funded or something to, of that nature. So we, uh, we need more exposure. Okay. And that's where, where communications comes in, I yes. imagine. Yeah. Uh, it's already, a, a lot of things have already changed just in the last couple of months since I became, uh, on July 1, part of the communications <laughs> team. And it's been a very fast-moving train. But so much has changed. So much, uh, we've gotten so much more uh, press time, if you want to call it that. You know, we've gotten more exposure to a lot of things. I'm very excited with the new website that uh, the communications team has has done for us. Just um, there again, that was a, it was a great website, but it was time for something new. It's always time to make changes and upgrade, and so we're very excited about those opportunities as well. What about the Night of Shining Stars? I know that you and I worked together on that, and it was virtual this year, but do you think next year it'll be an event that we actually have in person? I certainly hope we'll be back to having that in person. It's one of uh, everyone's favorite events and always has been, and it's so much. It's so nice to be able to have the stories in the room and have uh, be able to recognize these incredible kids who, uh, who I mean, they're going to to the amazing schools, they, they're they so intelligent. And for them to tell a little bit of their story and how they're going to go out and change the world, and then for them to turn around and thank an educator that has had a profound, uh, a profound uh, influence on them. Some of the stories will make you cry. Some of them will crack you up and make you laugh. Um, and I love to hear them because, there again, it's all about the relationships. It's all about that person that helped them just change their life and go in, sometimes go in a whole new direction. And Not Shining Stars, we love it. We love to recognize the kids and honor them and the educators that work so diligently to serve them. We have amazing students in our district. We have amazing educators in our district. And I think that's one of the few times that we get to showcase that. Okay. Um, what about as far as like future plans for Chef, like some things, new initiatives or things that y'all are working on for the upcoming year that you'd like to share? Oh, we've got several. Um, we're actually working right now on, we've hung our hats on grants, traditional grants, uh, site-based grants. We generally do that only once a year. Uh, we're actually trying to implement many grants to where we're going to be able to fund more often and for more reasons. Uh, we're going to continue to focus on expanding our relationship with the district uh, to include what we like to call Longhorn Communities. Longhorn Community is where we want to offer our community the chance to participate with the district, but do it via the Education Foundation, whether that's through financial support, whether that's through us going out and talking with our business community. Uh, one of our passions is making sure that we are able to engage the business community to offer additional scholarship opportunities and possibly internships with our business community. Oh, wow. So that would be something, internships would be something the scholars could really benefit from. Definitely. We want to make sure every student that's graduating is going to be college or workforce ready. Okay. Great. Great. And then um, anything you'd like to add, Denise? No, I think that pretty much covers it uh, with the things that we've talked about. Um, we're just very excited. As, I, as we've said, our students are incredible students. And they deserve every opportunity 
to succeed in life. And that is our goal. That is my passion, is that every child has the opportunity to become everything that they were meant to be. I want them to go out and rock the world and change it. And so uh, if we can provide more opportunities for them to do that, that's what we're here for. Okay, so uh, finally, how can people get involved? How are some ways that people can, you know, begin to uh, support you guys and um, get involved in the process? Well, we've got a couple of ways you can do that. We're always looking for board membership or committee participation. So you can either donate time and or money. If you don't have the time, you would like to make a monetary donation, you can do that a couple of ways. By texting Longhorn C to 41 444 or by visiting our website uh, which is uh, chisd.net slash education foundation and that Longhorn C is a capital L and a capital C so it is case sensitive um, you can always contact uh, contact the office once again you can do that through the website you can get our phone number or just call the main line of the district 972-291-1581 and ask for Denise Root, the Education Foundation, or extension 4047. Okay, well, thank you very much for coming on to the podcast today, and um, we look forward to having you on again to talk about you know, future initiatives. And our next guest on the Horns Up Half Hour podcast will be Cedar Hill Mayor Stephen Mason.